you have your Bibles, you can turn to Acts chapter 10 and uh, verse number 35. Amen. Acts chapter 10, verse number 35. Amen. Everybody have it. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. If you don't have it, say amen. If you watch it on the screen, you say hallelujah. Amen. Acts chapter 10 and verse number 35. Kind of or 34 actually just for time's sake Acts uh, 10 and 34 is that 30 yeah that's 35 actually you can leave it right there that's where I want I want it on 34 then Peter opened his mouth and this is what he said of a truth I perceive everybody say perceive I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. Amen. You can be seated. I want to preach to you on this quite simply. I perceive. Sound like it got a little louder up here. I don't know. I Perceive. If you uh, take note of the setting here, it's uh, most of you, I believe, should know the setting. Uh, you know, we apostolics, there are certain uh, chapters and verses or whatever that we are well versed on. And, and this is one of them, uh, one of the settings that we apostolics are well versed on. Um, I uh, my goal is to be well versed in all of scripture. Not that I have to know all scripture to be well versed in each and every subject matter of scripture. Amen. Nowhere near there, but that's my goal. But Peter had uh, just had a vision uh, sitting on his rooftop. The Bible said that he was in prayer. I believe it was the uh, sixth hour, it was at 12 noon, and he was up on a rooftop praying. And uh, in his uh, hour of prayer, or time of prayer, the Bible says that he fell into a trance. And he was hungry, I don't know if he was hungry before he fell into the trance or afterwards, and you can read it, and it tells, but the Bible said he, he got really hungry. And, uh, and in this particular trance, and I think the scripture said they were preparing food and making food and all that, and I guess he got up there, and, and uh, I, don't know what, I don't know whether he was fasting prior to, uh, and uh, I don't know all the surroundings about that, and whether he was so, so I, I guess the picture you draw in your mind is that he was so, you know, maybe he was famished and then, you know, he just kind of went into some trance. We, you know, when you look at scripture, he's telling me, went into a trance. And uh, I, I don't know how all that transpired, uh, but he, he had a vision. I don't know, he just fell asleep and kind of went into it. You know, sometimes you kind of, se- seems like you're, you, you know, you're kind of in an in-between place. 
And I know a lot of times God talked to me in, in that in-between place. Amen. When I'm half sleeping, then, then sometimes I think my wife kind of whispers and says, you want to take me and treat me? Then I wake up having an idea. That, oh, I want to go treat my wife. The Lord spoke to me. She wait to those moments. <laughs> I got it. I just got to mess with her. <laughs> and so you catch me at the right moment. I'm liable to do anything. And Peter was at one of those moments where God was able to speak to him. And, and it's funny because why didn't God speak to him just quite plainly and boldly and just come right out and say what he had to say or just, you know, sent an angel and, you know, kind of tell Peter, hey. But this particular uh, scenario, God had to uh, put Peter in a certain state of mind just to communicate something because it was really important. And the fact was that Peter was raised with a certain perception. And because he had a certain perception, he had a certain perspective. Your perception will cause you to have a certain perspective in life. And if you change your perception of things, you can change your perspective on things. It is very critical, it is crucial for us to have the right perception so God can give us the right perspective. You can't have the right perspective if you have the wrong perception. And God's intent is to get our perspective to change. You see, perspective is important because perspective will affect your faith. The word perspective means, and I'm talking about Webster's Dictionary, means an outlook, a viewpoint. It is a standpoint. It's where you stand. It's where you take your stand. It's the place that you're ready to die on. It's the hill you're ready to die on. It's to take a position. And so your perspective is to take a certain position on something. It is my outlook on a thing. And sometimes my outlook on a particular situation or my viewpoint and my position on a particular situation is sternly based on my perception of something. It's how I perceive something. The word perceive, according to Webster's, is to see, to hear or to become aware of something through our human senses. And so when I become aware of something by what I see, what I hear, or the, what I perceive. And so perception it comes by what I perceive. I can see something in a certain viewpoint or a certain light, and that's my perception of it. And because I perceive it this way, my perspective on it is based on my perception. 
Peter, even though he was a fisherman, obviously he was faithful to the Jewish doctrines and teachings. When he fell into this trance, and I believe God had to speak to him this way, just to get him to alter his perspective through his perception. And so he fell into a trance and he saw, as you have heard, the sheet come down. And as the sheet came down, it was all sorts of unclean animals in the, sh- in the sheet. Now, I, ain't, I mean, that probably was some good, I, I, you know, some hogs up in there. Amen. That would have been some good bacon. I know some of you don't eat that. Amen. That's probably with some, some, some clams up in there. Some, some, I don't fool with no lobsters. <laughs> and some, uh, some, some scallops and amen. To some of you, some stuff y'all, y'all wouldn't touch. May have been a rabbit, man, some good, oh my goodness. I know y'all want to fool with a rabbit and all that, but I'll eat some rabbit. Praise God. And so I don't know what other unclean animals in there, but Peter looked at it. Now get this. The Bible says he was hungry. So I don't, it was some, seemed like it was a working of the Holy Ghost. It was God moving on. All of a sudden he's up on the rooftop. I mean, they cooking down there and I guess the, the vapors are going up and he falls into a trance and he's just hungry. Could it, I mean, why was he so hungry? Uh, hungry. Why was he so hungry? Um, and, 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 and then he, he sees these four-footed beasts. And then this voice comes and says, rise, kill, eat. Oh, don't mess with that type of stuff. I'm a devout. Now, he was a fisherman, rowdy, everything else. He wasn't a Pharisee. He wasn't a scrub. But he said, you know, I hadn't eaten these things from my youth up. He said, I've never touched any unclean food. I've never fooled with that. My perception is you don't fool with that kind of stuff. So my perspective is, no, I'm staying away from this. You can't get me to eat that. I don't care how hungry I am. I am hungry, but I can't eat that stuff. Now, I'm sorry. You, they say you get hungry enough, you eat anything. Right? Right? They say you get hungry enough, you eat anything. Now, the Bible says this guy got really hungry. He was starving. It had to just be a work of the whole. This just seemed like it t- took everything out of him. He, like, you know, whatever meal he had last, it seemed like it was, it, it was an eternity. And he was really hungry. That man, he wanted to eat. And in this trance, he saw some food. And he said, I don't care how hungry I am. I'm not touching that stuff because of my perception and my perspective. I don't fool with that. He, and then the Bible says it happened a second time. I'm going somewhere. Y'all just hold on. And then it happened a third time. Now, after it happened a third time, even in this trance, in this transient state, Peter was aware that this had to been God because that's how God talked to him. You see, God did, did things with him on the, you know, he had a threefold thing going on. And the, the cock had to crow three times. Denied him three times. Right? 
Amen. And, and, and when Jesus was on, the, after Jesus' resurrection, and he's down there with the fish and all that, then he's going, feed my sheep. Feed my lambs. Feed my sheep. Do you love me, Peter? You know I love, do you love me, Peter? You know I love, do you love me, Peter? You know, and so God always had to do things by repetition with them. So by the time the third time this thing came down, Peter was aware, this God, this is God talking to me right now. Rise and eat. Rise and eat. Rise and eat. The Bible says he woke up, he didn't have a clue what it meant. He just knew the Holy Ghost was talking to him. And, and and then all of a sudden, the, the angel talked to him to give him a revelation. And so I want to go there. I was going to start there, but I'm going to go there. So after the, the, the voice said unto him the second time, he, he said, hey, verse 15 of chapter 10. And the voice spoke unto him again the second time. Now here he's talking about the unclean. And what God hath cleansed, that called not thou common. Because Peter said, hey, I haven't eaten any common thing or any unclean thing. Verse 16, this was done thrice, and the vessel was received up again into heaven. Now, while Peter doubted in himself what this vision which he had seen should mean, behold, the men which were sent from Cornelius had made inquiry for Simon's house and stood before the gate. Simon, which was surnamed Peter, were, were lodged there. While Peter thought on the vision, the spirit said unto him, Behold. So it was the spirit that talked to him, not the angel. I'm sorry. Behold, three men seek thee. Arise. That's the same word that the, uh, the spirit said when he was sleeping. The spirit says, Rise, kill, and eat. That word rise is the Greek word that's the same as arise, the same Greek word. So it's rise, get up. And so here the angel, or I'm sorry, the spirit is speaking, the same spirit is speaking to, to Peter and says, rise. And I want you to go with these men doubting nothing. And Peter, you know, they, they, he, the spirit rehearsed exactly what was transpiring. We know that these men, that they were uncircumcised men, what these Jews called common and unclean. And so the angel was saying, hey, three times. I want you to rise, I want you to kill, and I want you to eat. Then all of a sudden, Peter sees these men, and he's like, hold up, what are these dudes coming for? The, angel, the, the spirit says, hey, I want you to go with them. Rise, and I want you to go with them. These are unclean men. And prior to that, his perspective was, you don't go around those unclean people. This is how my outlook is and my viewpoint and my position. I don't go and go to a, a place and sit down and eat with unclean people. I don't go into unclean people's homes and I don't do that. And God was saying, Peter, you need to change your outlook. You need to change your perception because your perspective been the only way he, uh, Peter was able to change his perspective was through his perception and so now the angel is leading Peter oh I'm sorry the the, the spirit is leading people uh, people leading Peter amen to these people 
that he had no knowledge of. All he knew is they were Gentiles. We know the story. And then all of a sudden, Peter began to preach. And that's when we get here to uh, verse number 34. And the Bible talks about Peter began to explain what was transpiring when he saw Cornelius and those in Cornelius' house. And then he began to, to tell what was transpiring. And, and he says in verse number 33, immediately, therefore, I sent to thee and thou hast well done that thou art come. And as, as uh, uh, Cornelius is explaining, he said, now, therefore, are we all here present before God? To hear all these things that are commanded thee of God. And so uh, Cornelius is saying, hey, this is why we're here. Because I saw an angel and an angel told me this. And he said, hey, go get Peter and all that. And now you're here. And God t- is telling us that you're going to give us words wh- whereby we are going to be saved. And, and so, Peter, you have the words of life. Come on, speak to us, preach to us. And this is something new for Peter. He had never done this because it wasn't uh, customary. It wasn't the, the way of life in order for him. But God had to change his perspective through his perception. And all of a sudden, he said, I perceive that thou art, God is no respecter of persons. That word perceive, that means to lay hold of, to grasp, or to obtain. He laid hold of, he, he, he grasped, and he obtained something new something different we if we're going to get to i'm talking individually now to what god has for us and if we're going to maintain the faith that god has uh, that has given us that we supposed to go from faith to faith something has to happen sometimes our perception of things has to change because of our perception of things don't change i'm telling you what a our outlook and our viewpoint won't change and if you are expecting something spectacular to happen in your life if you are again we go back to this morning's message if you have a promise from god and you're struggling with that promise you have to change your perspective and the only way you're going to change your perspective is that you must change your perception and here we are when uh, in the book of uh, Acts, I think it's chapter 27, roundabout, Paul the Apostle is on a ship. And uh, we, we know, just, uh, just for time's sake, he, he's traveling along and he's a prisoner at this particular point. And he's on his way, uh, he appealed to Caesar uh, when he was taken captive and if he didn't appeal to Caesar he would have been a free man and he kind of spoke too soon when he talked to Agrippa and so now he's on his way to Rome to uh, stand before Caesar because Caesar was going to hear his case because he was a Roman citizen even though he was a Jew and so they are along the ride along the journey and along uh, this path that God obviously had ordained. And, and I, I guess I'm going to go ahead and turn there so we can kind of read that. So if you can go to Acts chapter 27, if you will. And verse number 10, if you can put that on the screen. Acts 
Now, they had set sail just to, to get into some of. They had set sail, um, and they they had they were uh, and verse number one of twenty seven. I'm just going to read a couple of verses. And when it was determined that we should sail into Italy, they delivered Paul and certain and certain other prisoners until one named Julius, a centurion of the Augustus band. And so they're on their way to Caesar, and he's on the ship. It goes on talking about the different places that they had sailed to, and verse number 7 says they sailed under Crete. And then you go on to verse number 10, and the Bible says, and this is Paul talking. Paul admonished them and said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage, meaning injuries, not only of the ladding of the ship, but also of our lives. He said, hey, I perceive. That this voyage will be one with hurt, much damage, and not only of the lading of the ship, but also of our lives. Somebody's going to lose their life. They had uh, encountered this great cyclone, and this cyclone was one of the most dangerous cyclones in that region that would come out from, come up from time to time. And the Bible says that they were tossed to and fro, but it was a, a temperous wind that blew, and it was called Eurocyclone. But the scripture says that Paul said, hey, I'm just going to let you know. This is, now, this is a storm. We're in this thing. We're in this storm. And I'm looking at, and I'm seeing, and I'm viewing my circumstance. Now, here's where it's going to get to home. I'm not going to be long. Now, I, I am in this predicament. I am in this situation and this circumstance. And I perceive that there's going to be much damage to the ship. And there's going to be much damage to some lives. Somebody's going to lose their life in this ship. Now. And the thing is, and the scripture goes on to say that because you keep on reading, they say because they listened to the, the person was, that was in charge and they wouldn't listen to Paul. And I know sometimes we preach that. See, you shouldn't listen to those who, uh, uh, they say one guy, I think somebody used this and said, you know, about the, tit- the Titanic, you know, and, uh, you know, that, hey, the Titanic sank and I forget how they try to use it. In other words, you can either listen to the experts or you can listen to God. And that's a good message, but that's not the message I'm preaching. See, they didn't listen to Paul. See, they should have listened to Paul in the first place. And Paul is almost saying that. Hey, he said, hey, I told you before that we shouldn't have gone and sailed. I told you guys at the beginning that there was going to be some trouble. I told you guys that he's a prisoner. I told you guys not to do this. Now, he wasn't a, a sea, uh, he wasn't a sailor. He was a tent maker. So they supposed to be, oh, yeah, okay. 
I know you saw a vision of light shone down and spoke to you and all that. And I know the vision told you to go and see Ananias and all that. And you were healed from your blindness. And, but they're not going to listen to all that. I know you spoke to a gripper and all, and, you, and he was almost persuaded. But we're not almost persuaded. It wasn't listening to that. Now, the problem was, and we say, a good again, that's a good message to preach. See, they should have listened to the man of God. The problem with this is, the man of God wasn't speaking from, the man of, from, from God's perspective. Paul said, I perceive. God never spoke to him. Before they set sail, he said, man, this, it's, these waters are rough. I see that storm coming. We don't want to do this. God never told him what was going to happen. But he perceived. It was based on what he saw. It was based on what the wind that he was hearing. And he became aware of it through his senses. And so his outlook and his viewpoint and his standpoint and position was, hey, we're going to be hurt in this. Uh, somebody's going to lose their life. It may be me. That was his perspective and that was his perception. But his perception was wrong. Oh, hallelujah. See, we preach this side of this, man, that should have listened to Peter and, I mean, Paul and all that. But could it be that the Holy Ghost, God got them to this point. I believe God knew he was on a ship. So, here it is. Paul, it seems like he wasn't really sure whether that was going to be his demise right there. Because if he was sure, the, only, the angel wouldn't have come. And so here we are. And watch this. Nevertheless, verse number 11, the centurion believed the master and the owner of the ship more than the, those things which were spoken by Paul. And because the haven was not yet commodious to winter in, the more part advised to depart thence also, if by any means they might attain to Phoenix and there uh, to winter which is an haven of Crete and lieth toward the south, west, and the northwest. And when the south wind blew softly, supposing they had, had obtained their purpose, now it looks like they're fine. Loose and thence they sailed close by Crete, but not long after there, so it seemed like it was going to be calm now. So here we go. And now, now first he said, hey, we're going to suffer loss. They didn't listen to him. And then it seemed like it was getting, getting pretty cool, right? Now, at that point, they had to be saying, see, see, Paul, you didn't know what you were talking about. You see, because he wasn't going on God's word. He was going on what he saw and his perspective. Could I tell you, sometimes that's what we do. Hello? It's what we feel. And things don't feel right. Things don't look right. And there's going to be some loss and there's going to be some hurt. And just because it looked like you're going to hurt, be hurt, doesn't mean you're going to hurt. Oh, hallelujah. Not only that, it's about to get a little worse. Oh, hallelujah. 
That's why you can't trust what you're going through. Some of us trust in our trials more we trust in God. Because we already know the outcome. It can't go well. It can't go good. This is so messed up. And you know, you're not through it yet. You don't know all what God is doing in it. That's why as soon as we open our mouths to start complaining and griping, you don't know what God is doing in it. Just buckle up, sit back, be quiet, and enjoy the ride. You going to say anything, just go, whoa, oh, you know, like you're on a roller coaster. Amen. When I used to get on a roller coaster, I just closed my eyes. My wife, she's like, ah, yay. And I was like, this, hold on. <laughs> I kid you not. So I loved when I got on that ride at uh, Disney World where everything was dark. So when the ride's just about over, I'm like, hey, I'm stopping. <laughs> I love that ride. I forget what it was. Space Mountain. I know on that ride, I didn't love it when I got off because my head walked, didn't know what was going on. Because you normally, when you can see, you can brace yourself right according to the turn. At Space Mountain, you didn't know which way you were going. Man, your head was going on. I was so dizzy. I was so sick. Like, my God, I'll never get on another ride again. I didn't. But I was loving that because I said, oh, I can get on this. My wife can't see me. <laughs> I just curled up like a little baby. <laughs> she can't see me. Oh, that wasn't nothing. Please, come on. You want to get on again? Nah, nah. That was nothing. A baby ride. <laughs> I'm, I'm so, oh, the guy used to bath him. I'm fine. That's just, just how we got to be sometimes, you know. Just sit back and just watch what God does. And so it was bad. Seemed like they were okay. They're all looking at Paul. I mean, yeah, you're supposed to be a man of God. We're fine. Then, verse number 14. But not long after there arose Against it, a tempest, tempest, tempestus, temp, tempestus. It was a pest, tempestuous, tempestuous. I got it right. When called Eurocyclone or Euroclidon, I went who Eurocladon. That looked like Euro to me. That's Euro. But it's pronounced Eurocladon, I guess. That's what y'all say. Well, actually, it, it says Eurocladon. That's why it's good to have those Bibles that have the little, little, you know, marks to let you know where it's broken down in. But it's not good when you don't have one of those. <laughs> Eurocladon. And when the ship was caught and could not bear up, uh, could not bear up into the wind. We let her drive. And he goes on talking about what transpired. And then verse number 21. As it got real bad, I'll read verse 20. And when neither sun nor stars in many days appeared, and no small tempest lay on us. In other words, it was, it was bad. All hope that we should be saved was taken away. 
Now it looked like everybody was going to die. And so now I can see Paul saying, see, I'm a man of God. I tried to tell y'all what was going to happen. It got bad. And you know what? I, right at that point, it don't matter whether you're a man of God or not. You're going down with them. <laughs> So I told you, well, you know what? Guess what? We're going to jump off the ship, but you and change. You don't have a chance, Paul. And here we go. Verse number 21. But after long abstinence, Paul stood forth in the midst of them and said, Sirs, you should have hearkened unto me. And not have loose, he's still going, and not loose from Crete. And to have gained this harm and loss. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer. For there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the ship. Now, he seemed like he's saying something completely different. His perception changed and his perspective changed. Why? Because he got a word from God. And so he says, for there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve, saying, fear not, Paul, thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God have taken thee. I'm sorry. God have given thee all them that sail with thee. So the angel saying, hey, you know what? You have to go before Caesar. So that tells me it was the will of God for them to go. And you have to go, and, 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 and I know it was the will of God because when he got shipwrecked, God performed miracles on the island. I think it was, was it Melita or some, one of those islands. So anyway, and, and so Paul is now saying, hey, I, I want to let you on a little clue. I, the, the God that I serve, hey, I got a little revelation. I got a word from God. And he says, hey, everybody's going to be saved. Verse 25, wherefore, sirs, be of good cheer, for I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. And so now we see Paul's uh, perspective changed. And I'm, I'm just going to say it like this. You know, some, some, sometimes we mean well. But sometimes we, we are communicating based on our perspective, and our perspective is based on our perception. And so, and that's okay to go on that sometimes. That's all he had to go on. I mean, it would have it been nice if the Holy Ghost came and a, or the angel showed up like before he began to open up his mouth. But it didn't. But the point is, are you and I, are we willing To allow God to change our perception. And thus change our perspective on things. In both of these situations and scenarios, these two great men of God had to have their perspective changed. And the only way they had their perspective changed was that God had to Let them see things a little differently. 
that brings us to us. There are things that we view in life. And it seems like, what was it, Eurachlodon? That God will send an Eurachlodon our way. And sometimes, again, now come on. God is all-powerful and all-knowing. He knew Paul was on a ship. Now, why, why did they have to send the storm? Why did, the, why did God have to allow the storm to come? I mean, it came at the exact time that Paul was on the ship. And the exact time that they were setting sail. God knew all that. And God allowed the storm, a great storm to come. But yet God gave him the reassurance, you're not going to lose your life. As a matter of fact, nobody around you is going to lose their life. Everybody is going to be fine. And then I'm going to work a miracle. They're going to know that you're sent from me now. Because not one person is going to lose their life. And then when you go on this island, you're going to perform all types of miracles. And he was a prisoner. You, you, you see what God can do? When God sends storms your way, great storms your way, and our perspective is we're all going to die. And that's my outlook. Things are going to be bad. And God is saying, you know what? The ship that you're in, it's going to break up. But the thing that break up is going to be the thing that saves you. You can't swim, just grab a piece of wood. Things may break up around you, but you just get a hold of it. It's going to get you to safe land. And you know what? Not, you're not going to be hurt. But all you have to do is to change your perspective. And God was the one that gave them the change by giving them the right perception. So he can say, before I perceive, now it's not I perceive, it's I saw an angel. An angel spoke to me. And now I'm telling you, everything is going to be okay. Can you be assured like that? The old song goes, I, I have a feeling. I've got a feeling. I've got a feeling. Everything is going to be it doesn't mean that life is going to go exactly the way you want to. Maybe there's a storm that's going to come. Maybe you're in a storm. Maybe things aren't going your way. Won't you stand, please? But can we change our perspective on things? I know some things... Just by way of knowledge, because of, I'm the pastor. Some things I know just by way of just, you be, you, if you, you, you're around someone long enough, you can kind of pick up some things when they're going through and situations like that. But I, I have a question for you. Are there things in your life that your perspective 
your outlook is negative. And it's not that God told you that the outcome was going to be negative. It's just this is the way I see it. Because this is my perception. And what God has to do oftentimes is to change our perception. To let us see what he sees. To give us a vision. To give us a word. Is there anything in your life where you have negative perspective on? Things that God has spoken to you. Things that are promised. Things that you know that that uh, the word of God has said. That he's made it universal. But yet you say, well, I, I don't know. God said, you know what I'm going to provide for you? And you say, well, I, I'm, I don't know. God says he can deliver. Well, I, I don't know. Your perception has to be changed. I want to op- open this altar up to anyone, everyone, who you can acknowledge. Maybe there's some things in your life where your, per- your perception and your perspective is maybe it's on the other side. Maybe it's negative. Maybe you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe it's uh, my perception and things in my home, marriage, finances, walk with God, whatever it may be. You can apply it any way you want. There's any area in your life, it may not be for everyone. You know, I have to be persuaded on God's promise and God's purpose. And when I am persuaded of God's promise and God's purpose, I can have the right perception and therefore have the right perspective. Sometimes I just need to spend some time with God and allow God to speak to me. It's not what I see in the natural by my natural senses. Your natural senses can tell you one thing, but your natural senses can't pick up on what God can do and what God will do. I know it may look a certain way. I know it may feel a certain way. I know your senses uh, 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 detect certain things. But could it be what you're seeing with your natural senses and you're determining a specific outcome? Could it be that you just need to have your perception changed? Your perspective change. Come on, in the name of Jesus Christ. I believe that this is the word for tonight. It's simple, I understand. It's simple, it's nothing new, it's nothing revelatory. But sometimes we ignore those simple things. God, help me to change my perspective in this area, in my life. 
Help me to change my perception. I want to see what you see. God, I have a negative outlook. I'm taking the wrong stance and I have the wrong position in this area. Come on, help us, Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, let's talk to him for a few moments. Just for a few minutes. Shanda Bahakai. Jesus name. Shanda Rota Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Shanda Rota that's it father help me change my perspective lord give me a different outlook viewpoint i want to see what you see i want to know what you know i don't want to approach it from my intellect from my viewpoint through my feelings and my emotions i want to base things on the trial and the test i'm going through i don't want to base it on the difficulty i'm facing I don't want to base it on the severity of the wind and the storm. Come on in Jesus' name. Just for a few more moments. Come on, somebody pray with some faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. And the evidence of things not seen. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Come on, can can you allow God to give you a word in your circumstance? give you a word that you can see what he sees the outcome that you can experience the expected end he said I know the thoughts that I think towards you thoughts of peace not of evil come on in Jesus name come on we can change our mindset we can change our outlook we can change our perception we can change our perspective if we can just allow the Holy Ghost to speak to us come on maybe it won't always be this way maybe you'll go out in, 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 in deep waters and there will be a storm that will blow and, and then there will be a, a reprieve so to speak and a calm and, and that's preparing you for a greater storm that's going to come But could it be everything is still going to be okay? Amen. Your ship may be wrecked. Things may get a little difficult. God is saying, hey, I'm going to see you through. And in the end, I'm going to perform miracles in and through you. 
I have needed you. I have a place for you to go and I have a work for you to do and everything is going to be okay. But you must change your perception. You must change your mindset. Must change your perspective. Come on in Jesus' name. Can somebody believe God? Hallelujah. Believe Him for greater things. Yonder Ronda la Kahamahande le Kahamaha Sata Bahaya. Shake under Rolololobo, she under Rahabahaya. Jesus' name. Shando Rota la Laboho, she tata Bahaya. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, I believe somebody's perception is changing tonight. Somebody's outlook is changing tonight. In Jesus' name. I can think differently. I can respond differently. I can act differently. Peter and Paul can only go by their perception. And God had to change their perception. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.